Welcome to Become the Me I Want to Be, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs like you focus on driving your personal growth, building your positive energy, and giving you the support that you need to achieve your goals so that you can win in life and succeed at home. Hey, welcome back for part two of the interview I had with Peter Scott the fourth. Um, if you haven't listened to the first part yet, make sure you go back to last week. Listen to that first because the golden nuggets were flowing and um, is going to continue to do so throughout this second part. So stay tuned. Wow, excellent. I'm actually glad you uh, you brought up the part of death because while I was preparing for this interview, I was actually thinking of, you know, because death is a huge and important part. But at the same time, it's just shoved under the rug by, well, almost everybody. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, I actually listen to a, uh, a short three-minute death meditation every single morning. Oh, I love it. Can I share a quote from you? One of the most powerful quotes I've ever heard. Yeah. About, it comes from a, a world-renowned you know, uh, entrepreneur and business owner, Steve Jobs. Uh-huh. Right? That's the way several years ago now. And his quote was, he, it was at his, I think it was his 2000. Stanford commencement speech. He gave this incredible commencement speech. Go find it on Google or YouTube if you haven't watched it. And he said this, I'll just read it off the screen here because I, I just looked it up. He said, quote, remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. There is, uh, you are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. Mm. It's so powerful, so powerful. To look at that. And that was the thing, you know, that's what led me on the journey of doing this was really losing my dad. When my dad passed, he was 60 years old, way too young to pass. I was 25, right? And I just looked at life with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's not guaranteed to any of us. And life is fragile. And why would I stay in a job of working 80, 90, 100 hours a week as an investment banker, miserable, you know, neglecting my health, neglecting my relationships? Versus doing something that has meaning to me that I knew I could be way successful at anyway, right? So, um, yeah, just wanted to share that. That's perfect. That's absolutely wonderful. I'm, I'm glad how things sometimes in life work out where you want to bring up something, don't, and then it comes up anyway. So, yeah, as I said, I think that's that's the most important thing for people to realize. And I actually try to I, I write it down every single day. It's like today might be the last day, so I have. I cannot have an excuse to to not make this the, the best day possible and give my all. He was mentioning um, that you know he, he has a really busy job. Then of course he has two kids, the the women involved or the the woman involved in his life, um, and then etc. You know he he loves sports. So he's really busy, and he's wondering. Okay, so what's for example your system to to organize everything? So. You know, by the time that you lay down your head, you're like, okay, I've done everything. I've been able to spend my time with the people that I want to spend it with. I've been able to to continue with the impact that I want to deliver, etc. Great question. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely have a system. And this, this, I wouldn't say this came from me. This was from me from 10 years of study, right? I've, I've hired mentors. I've gone through courses. I figured out how can, you know, people like Richard Branson, right? Richard mm-hmm. Branson is one of the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Um, he was once asked in an interview, what's the key to his success? Mm-hmm. And Richard Branson said, well, he exercises every single day. And I'm like, what? This is the busiest man on the planet. 
how does he find the time to exercise? I think that's what your friend's question is. How do you find the time? And his answer is you don't find the time. You can't find the time. You've got to create the time. And that comes through your priorities. Mm. And so the first thing that I would suggest to your friend is number one, get clear on all the lists, like create a, create a, what I call a stop doing list. A stop doing list is way more valuable than a to-do list. I've got my to-do list right here, right? Every day I check off my to-do list. What's more valuable than that is stop doing the things that are not adding value to my life. There's a whole lot of things that are not the best use of my time, right? Mm. And when you stop sacrificing the important for the unimportant, when you let go of all the non-essential things of your life, it creates more bandwidth. It creates more capacity. It creates more freedom for you. That's number one. Number two is by doing that, now you've got to get clear on, okay, now that you have a little bit of time, what is it specifically that you need to prioritize? The way that I do that clause is I look at four areas in my life. I look at my health, number one. Without my health, I know I can't do anything. Um, and this isn't all in, in specific order, but two would be, say, relationships. Three would be my spirituality, my connection to purpose or something bigger than me, my mission in life. Mm-hmm. And four would be my business or my career. And I look at those four things and I say, what are the most important things for me to, number one, achieve my goals? So get clear on what my goals are. And I'll set annual goals. And say, this is where I want to be a year from now. What is it that I'm going to do in the next 90 days? What's my 90-day benchmark to get to that yearly goal? And then what's my 30-day benchmark? And once I'm clear on those things, then I go, what do I need to do every single day? So for me, I have some fundamental habits. I meditate every single day, no matter what, 20 minutes a day, right? Are there days that I miss? Of course, we're human. And most of the time, I'm about 95% every single day. Do, how often do I work out? For me, I'm in motion and movement every single day. Now, do you have to do an intense workout? No, but do some, you know, go walk outside. Um, for me, I love CrossFit. I love yoga. I love surfing. I love climbing. So I, I kind of have a variety there, but I'm in motion every single day. Why? Because motion creates emotion. Mm-hmm. Right? What else do I do? I journal. Here's my journal right here next to me. I, I don't have it far from me, you know? Um, I study, I learn, I listen to podcasts, I read books. And what I do is I create this time that's sacred for me in the morning. Now, I know it's easier for me than it probably is for your friend because I don't have two kids. He does, right? So I want to be real about that and be honest about that. But for me, if I was a father and when I become a father, I'm still going to get up at a certain time whether it has to become 4.30 in the morning instead of, you know, 5.30 in the morning or 6 a.m., to have that time of sacred time for me. Because when I commit to my habits, I have more energy, I think more clearly, I get more done in less time. So it takes me maybe four hours to do what would normally take me 12 hours to do if I wasn't taking care of myself. So to recap all of that, step one is get clear on on your stop doing list. And either delete and just stop doing or hire somebody else to do some things for you, right, that you don't have to do. Number two is get clear on what your goals are, what your outcomes are, and create a plan to get there. And then number three is get clear on what your daily actions are. What are your rituals that produce power and confidence and action and certainty so that you can get more done in less time and create the time to do that? That's perfect. Yeah, that's great advice. I especially like the uh, the part where you mentioned, you know, you always have to look at yourself and create that morning pattern. Uh, that's actually what I've been implementing in the last couple of months. I, I wake up every morning at four o'clock. And the, that's, that's the reason. My kids wake up early as well. But that gives me like 
on a bad day, it gives me two hours. <laughs> on a good day, it gives me three. <laughs> so, but it gives me that time. What you mentioned, just uh, do a workout, do the meditation, prepare my 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 journaling for the day, and and make sure that you know I've done the podcast, I'm reading and everything. Yeah, I think it's a huge lesson. I think it's a very important and um, it's great advice. I hope I hope people that are listening are not going to be like oh, four o'clock. Everybody has their own time. It's not like you know what I mean. But yeah, for sure. And the other thing that keeps me really accountable to all this is the fact that I ask my clients to do it, right? So I I coach, I have a coaching business. And if I'm asking my clients to do that, then you better believe I better do that. Because if I don't, then I'm incongruent. I'm out of integrity, right? And so the thing that gets me up out of bed at 5 a.m. to go to a 6 a.m. CrossFit class is me going, well, I know I'm going to see my clients today. I you know, I want them to know that I am actually living my message. Right. And that's super important. So it's so beautiful that you chose the the message class that you are helping fathers with because it calls you to a higher level commitment yeah. as a dad, isn't it? Because you've got to be the example. Yeah. And that's driving you to get up at 4 a.m. to do those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a double example. <laughs> towards the fathers and towards my kids as well. I'm waking my kids up early as well. And trying to little by little, they're very young. But yep. the one turn, just turned five, I'm actually trying to implement the same things. So having him do a small workout, having him starting to do a little bit of meditation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So those are things that I'm working on. I'm working out as well, like you have, like in the system, and I'm going to share that later on. And I hope that that's going to really help them and help their kids. So Evo, uh, I hope that uh, that gives uh, an answer, and uh, I, I think it's really useful. So I hope uh, it's going to be useful for you as well. And so, so thanks for that. I appreciate that. Uh, and I really appreciate the question, uh, Ivo. It, it's my belief that that fearless father should strive towards uh, wealth, financial freedom, and, and very importantly, of course, teach this um, to his children and, and, and as young age as possible. My question now is for you is what's your philosophy on, on wealth and financial freedom and then this links to, to living a fearless, uh, fearless life? Yeah, so wealth is super important because wealth gives you one really important thing, and that is the freedom to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, like no matter what, right? Most people are limited by their finances. So I've had some really limiting beliefs around money growing up that I got from my parents. You know, money is the root of all evil. Those things that you hear that society says. And isn't it crazy that think about this? We're taught that money is the root of our all evil. Yet, we spend most of our waking hours trying to make more of something that's evil. Yeah. It's, it's totally conflicting, right? So I have some very positive beliefs around finances and money now. I see how it can help uh, propel humanity to solve some of the world's greatest problems. Uh, the more money the, you make, the more you can give. One of my favorite quotes comes from a friend of mine named Joe Polish who says, uh, the person who thinks that money doesn't buy happiness hasn't given enough of it away. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And um, the way that I've created some of my foundational beliefs, you know, one is simply that the money is a byproduct of value creation. Very simple, right? Meaning that the more that I can create value for somebody, the more money I can make. So what do I do to make more money in my coaching business? Well, I gain more knowledge and experience and skill sets and qualifications to help people at an even deeper level. The deeper transformation I can help somebody with, the more people I can impact, the more money I'm going to make. 
right? And this is going to fuel my values, which are travel and adventure and quality of time with my girlfriend and eventually quality of time with our kids one day, yeah. right? My family. You know, one of the things that I'm doing right now currently as you've interviewed me is I'm reading a book that's a really amazing book on the topic of beliefs around money. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily like the title of the book, but it's still really good. I highly recommend it. It's called How Rich People Think. How Rich People Think. It's by an author named Stephen Seibold. S-I-E-B-O-L-D, I think. You can find it on Amazon. And Amy, my girlfriend and I, we read it on a nightly basis. So we sit in bed and I'll read one chapter. The chapters are like one to two pages. And it just has this distinction of like, here's how the ultra successful think. And here's how everyone else thinks. Exposes mm-hmm. me to blind spots of limiting beliefs that I have around money. Because it doesn't matter how great a strategy is. I can give you the best investment strategy in the world or the best you know, system to save money. But if your beliefs aren't in support of the behavior required to make that money or invest it, you're going to sabotage yourself over and over again. So start with the beliefs. The beliefs are the most important thing. Um, I recommend checking out my book, right? I interviewed some people on the beliefs of success when it comes to finances, that's really important. I learn from mentors. I look at the people that are very successful that not just have a lot of money, but actually have a great quality of life. They're great fathers, they're great mothers, they you know are in great shape. And I ask them, you know, what are your beliefs? You know, how do you how do you how do you live your day to day life? And I model those those people. Mm-hmm. I hope that helps. Does that answer, Klaus, your question? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that helps. I appreciate also the the book the title that you just mentioned. I finished just now. I guess everybody read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, yes, Kiyosaki. Love that book. Yeah, exactly. That's that's very helpful. Uh, recommend that one <laughs> for people to start with. Um, but but of course, yeah, that doesn't talk as much about belief. And yeah, the beliefs are the most important thing. Like the other day, I was washing the dishes, and I'm like. Not just saying I want to be, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a million. And I felt really good about it. I'm like, okay, I'm changing my beliefs. That's awesome. Yep. That's, you know, it's one thing saying, I'm going to be a millionaire. And then you hear that voice in the back of your head saying, oh, you what are you talking about? You can't even earn $1. How, do you, how are you going to be a millionaire? So, here, yeah. Yeah. And I would say, I would add one thing here. Act as if you already are. Yeah. Now, I don't mean be fake and try to pretend you're a millionaire. Don't try to like lie to people, right? And don't do those selfie videos in front of a Lamborghini that's not yours. (laughs) We're doing that on social media right now, right? So what I say is, what are the thoughts and feelings that I would want to have, that I think I would have when I reach that goal of millionaire or, you know, whatever that goal is? And how can you have those thoughts and feelings now? How can you have them today? Because by feeling a certain way, you take more inspired action, meaning you create more value, meaning you make more money. So the thoughts and the feelings come first. Everyone has it backwards. People think I need to go reach a million dollars before I can feel happy and successful. No, 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 no. Feel happy and successful today with where you are with so much gratitude for what you have, no matter how little you have. If I mean, I don't care what your financial situation is, whether you have tons of debt or you just got bankrupt, the fact that you have access to this technology means we are wealthier than the majority of the planet. Mm. Straight up. 
right? No matter what. And so the fact that you've got clean water and a roof over your head and clothes on your back is so much to be grateful for. I love going on trips to certain areas of the world where I just see people in in a place where I'm like, I am so blessed. How can I help others? Right. Because it puts things in perspective. I'm blessed to live in San Diego, one of the most beautiful places in the world. And people have great quality of life here. Not everyone, but some people do. And it's easy to take that for granted when you focus on thinking, oh, I just need to get more of those green, you know, those those green pieces of paper with dead presidents on for the U.S. dollar, of course. Right. Um, That it's not about that. It's about how do I serve at a higher level? How do I live the quality of life that I can? How do I be the greatest example? to humanity, to my kids, to my family, to my communities. And of course, you're already class a millionaire. So I love it, man. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. Yeah, let's let's wrap it up. I got one more question and then I'd like to give you uh, the opportunity to to tell people where they can find you and where they can reach you. So actually, you already mentioned a couple, but, you know, besides your own book, of course, um, you know, what's because um, I've noticed in myself that the the best way also to improve your fearless mindset is, is reading books, right? You've talked a lot about it. So could you share a bit, a little bit uh, what's your philosophy, but also important, what I would like to hear from you is, you know, what, what are like the three books that you would mostly recommend in regards to uh, create or what that would help you create a fearless mindset? Ooh, I love it. Okay. So in addition to the fearless mindset, my book, of course, right? I would say that um, in the area of uh, mindset and emotional stability, uh, a book called Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Loving What Is introduces people into a powerful uh, process called the work where here's the reality. Most of our suffering doesn't come from facts. It doesn't come from somebody saying something to us or somebody hurting us. It comes from the story that we attach to it, right? The meaning that we apply. So it gives you access to a process to look at that and release the emotional charge so that you can be in your power. So Loving What Is by Byron Katie is one of my top, top recommendations. When it comes to business, uh, one of the greatest books that I ever read and my favorite book is a book called Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. It's a behemoth of a book. It's about 1,400 pages, so it's a big one. But it taught me how to be a producer instead of a consumer. A consumer is someone who takes, 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 right, and just buys, buys, buys. A producer is someone who produces value. It's the you know, game changers, mm-hmm. the map, the thought leaders, the entrepreneurs of the world that are producers, and this is a phenomenal book. Um, and then I would say um, when it comes to thinking – in a most positive way around finances too. One of my all-time favorites classes, Think and Grow, Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay, yeah. Very common book, one of the most well-read books in the, in the world. Um, but if you haven't read that and you want to start improving your financial life, which is a great gift to give your kids, right? Highly recommend Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Those are so, the three. Those are excellent books. I appreciate you for sharing that. Uh, uh, yeah, there's two books on that that I'm definitely gonna gonna sort out and uh, and put in my uh, my closet to uh, to read as soon as possible. Thanks for that. So I really appreciate you being uh, being in this interview with me. It's been really valuable. So um, I hope that people enjoyed it. And and last, I'd like to give you the opportunity for people that that are listening right now that listen to you. They're like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. Or maybe have still some questions. How can they reach you? How can they learn more from you? What's 
Totally. Great question. So best way to connect with me is actually on social media, specifically Facebook. I create a lot of content on there for free. Oh, right. so you can kind of find my profile by just searching Peter Scott IV as in the fourth on the fourth. Okay. So if you just search that, you'll find my profile. Um, second is I create a lot of content on my website, on my blog, and that's designafearlesslife.com. So if you want to go a little bit deeper, um, I'd love Klaus to give a gift to your listeners and your viewers, specifically on the topic of becoming fearless, overcoming fear. And what that is, is I actually offer a free, it's completely free, uh, five-day face your fear challenge. And it's wow. so much fun. Basically, what you do is you get a daily video from me. It's short. It's about five minutes long. It teaches you a distinction about fear, and then it challenges you to conquer one specific fear in your life. So, you know, fear of public speaking, fear of rejection, fear of charging what you're worth, fear of failure. Those are some of the fears that I have you do. And you can get that for free at challengeyourfear.com is the name of that website. So you may want to, I don't know, put the show notes together or share this when you share it on social media. Um, and then the last thing is a great final place to start would be with a book that, that you just ordered, Klaus. So that's called The Fearless Mindset. You can find that on Amazon no matter where in the world you are. Just search that and I would say start there. And uh, I would love, most importantly, is for you to take what you've learned in this interview and implement it. Apply it to your life. That's the most important thing. I don't want you to just listen to this interview for information. It may have been inspiring, which is awesome if it was, but I want it to be applicable. I want you to go out and I want you to list out what is that worst nightmare? What is the thing that you can do to prevent it? What is the thing that you could, you know, all those little nuggets that I gave you of action, go and implement that now so you can get the results on the other side. Perfect. Thanks for that. And and thank you for uh, for the gift. Uh, that sounds really cool. A five-day challenge is something that, uh, that you know, are, will really help with taking those, uh, those first steps. Um, so, yeah, that will conclude our, our interview. I'd like to thank everybody for, for listening. I wish everybody a wonderful evening or day, whichever you are. Um, again, thank you very much for being uh, on this podcast. And uh, let's, uh, let me, let's talk soon. Thank you, Klaus. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to Become The Me I Want To Be. And be sure to join the Facebook group where we have a whole community of like-minded individuals moving forward in their journeys. A link can be found in the show notes. If you're looking at taking your growth and achievement to the next level, then let's set up a coaching session right now. Just click the link to book your transition call. Till next time, come on, say it with me. I'm becoming the me I want to be.